This is the Marked Podcast from LifeWay Women. We're your hosts, Mary Margaret West and Elizabeth Heineman. Each episode, we'll talk about what God's doing, how he has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We are so glad you've joined us today. Y'all, I want to tell you about something that's really exciting. It actually is just kind of hot off the press, brand new. We've actually, it's been a really long time since we've done something like this. And it's an event called Empowered. It's an event for college-age women. Um, So 18 to 24. Um, No, you don't have to be in college to come. But it is going to be Beth Moore, Priscilla Shire, Christy Knuckles, um, Lily Cottrell is going to be leading worship for us. Um, But what it's going to be is it's two days, um, March 15th and 16th of 2019. It's a Friday, Saturday thing here in the Nashville area, but it's just for college age women. And so a lot of you may be listening today and you're going, well, shoot, I'm older than that. Well, go see any of our other Living Proof Live events anywhere else and you'll get going beyond or going beyond. Yes. Like you can totally go to either one of those Mm -hmm. and get a very similar but different experience. But this one, it's just for the 18 to 24 year olds. Yeah. So I wish there was an event like this when I was in that age category. I know. I'm, I'm going to try to maybe work this event. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm well out of this age category, but maybe same, same. I can help out. Yeah. But, and, and there is more info online at lifeway.com forward slash empowered. And we'll link to that in the show notes. But if you are over 25, they are selling um some like, it's tickets basically for a separate room. Like yeah. where you can be in an overflow Like you won't room. be watching it live. You won't be live. You'll be on site, but it won't be live for you. There's a limited number of tickets available. So like if you're a college ministry leader, right. if you work with college age girls and you want to bring a group, you can come, but there is a limited number and you just won't be able to sit in the actual room. And so we're expecting this to sell out pretty quickly. Yeah. And we're also looking for college age um, ambassadors. And so if you're interested in that, you can find out more um, about that at lifeway.com forward slash empowered. And, um, but we have there's because... a little quiz on there to find out if this is the right event for you to go to. Oh, I love a quiz. Yeah. So fun. Well, yeah. So don't miss out on this opportunity to jump in and um, and just be here for the weekend. It's going to be great. Yeah, and Nashville is an excellent place to come and visit. I totally agree. Especially during spring break. I oh, feel yeah. like that's good weather. It is. So just plan ahead. Put it on your calendar. Go ahead and buy your ticket. Ask for it for maybe an early Christmas gift. Get oh, your parents yeah. to buy it for you ahead of time. You know, or just you can you can get the money together. Let me just tell you that. You can do this. <laughs> and so um, we want you guys to come. The lowest price point is $59. And, um, and so come on. It's, you know, I think it's going to be a blast. And there actually is, if you can get 10 of your friends together, mm-hmm. there is a discount for groups. So yeah. make sure you look at all of those details get are on the your website. your dorm group yes. together. All your brand your, new friends. Yeah. Yes. Your sorority sisters, mm-hmm. the girls that you do hair with. The girls at the BCM. Yes. Come yeah. on. So, and if you are over that age bracket, tell the young women in your life to come. Or maybe think about who God, you know, might be putting on your heart to send. Like yeah. to the, you could scholarship a girl yeah. to come. And so, or even just pay for part of it yeah. so that they can, be they can the contribute investment. to the rest. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, we believe in this obviously because we're talking about it, but we want you guys to come and experience this. So we hope to see you in Nashville in March.
Okay, so along those same lines of talking about an event like Empower, um, today's episode is going to be things we wish we would have known at 22. And we've got a very special guest, our friend Mickey Pitts. Hey. Hey, Mickey. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And some of you have heard Mickey on the podcast before if you've been a listener for a while. And we did an episode similar to this last season. And so if you have not yet heard that episode, go back and listen um, to the episode with Mickey from last season, um, because this is going to be a good tag along. It's not going to be the same stuff, but just kind of in the same idea of going, there are just some things I wish I would have known at 22 that I now know. And right. I think we're all in that place where there are just some things we know now because we've yeah. lived a little bit more life, right? Oh, yes. And so if so you were wise and old, yes, that's us. <laughs> so wise and old. <laughs> this morning I was plucking out gray hairs on my drive to work. So, oh. you know, the joys of being yes. in your multitasking. Yes. multitasking. And I was parting my hair a different way to try to hide mine. So there you go. There you go. Just happy, happy day to the you oh, today. Yes. And, um, but what I want to, to encourage you to do today is that if you are over that age, please laugh with us today and reminisce on the things that you wish you would have known at 22, but also pass this episode along to a younger woman in your life who are going, Hey, maybe she just finished college or grad school or just kind of making a life transition because I think we've all been there. And I think that's a lot of what we're going to be talking about today is to kind of making these big transitions, especially as a young woman is tough. And so that's really where we're going to head, but we want you to share this episode, um, with, with some of those younger women in your life who are in the midst of a big change. And so maybe it's even a girl who just graduated high school and is headed off to college and she's trying to figure that kind of stuff out too, because hello, complicated. Yeah. I would just like to quote the theologian Taylor Swift (laughs) and saying 22 is when we're happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. It's miserable and magical. And I feel like that sums it up, you know? Yeah. Yes. Thank you, T-Swift. I know. So wise. Words of wisdom. Yeah. From Taylor. But yeah, it is like, it is hard. Mm-hmm. And it is magical in some moments and very instant. And miserable Instagram at other the, moments. Yeah. yeah. And you don't <laughs> want to capture the miserable moments. Oh, on yeah. Instagram, true. But OK, can we just say one thing that's different about our time when we're 22 is that social media was not what it is now no, when I was true. 22. Was I it for not y'all? Have a smartphone. No. No. Like, yeah. Not at 22. I forget yeah. when I got one, but it was not at 22. I think I got I got Twitter at I was 24 when I signed on to Twitter. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to preface that with saying that when we were 22, we weren't totally aware of what everybody else was doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I didn't I didn't necessarily know. Yeah. I had Facebook and that was when people right. were still active on that. Mm-hmm. But it's a little <laughs> more so now, right? Like yeah. We're, oh, yeah. It's constant. So anyway, just that we know that that is something that has changed for mm-hmm. the girls now is that they're like, watching what everybody else is doing when they're 22 and everybody's watching what they're doing totally so Mm -hmm. it's interesting and so we're going to go through kind of like a list of things today like a loose list it's going to be fun (laughs) but thing one who wants to tackle thing one thing one is church involvement and i feel like so when i graduated college when i was 22 i moved back home to where i still live today but nashville tennessee is my home Mm -hmm. home city and so it was trying to figure out how to adjust to being an adult in the church that I grew up in. So yeah. for me, that ended up being eventually that I moved to a different church just because I needed different I, different Sunday school class, different like uh, things than my church had because my church is a very suburb- suburban, family-driven church, with it, which there's nothing wrong with that. But there just weren't people that were in my exact stage, and I needed a few of those as well as people in different generations. Mm-hmm. So I ended up leaving my church to go to a different church. Um, but that is a big one. I feel like is getting involved in a church. Oh yeah. 
And and that's a lot. It, Mickey and I talked about that a good bit on the last episode. Yeah. And that's definitely, I want to point you back that direction too, just to say, hey, you know, l- listen up for that um, on that other episode. But also, you know, wherever you are serving in your church, you know, maybe you've been where you are for a while. Look around. It, like, I mean, it's fall. And there mm-hmm. are probably a lot of brand new college age students or just graduated from college students who've moved to your town or whatever, who are looking for a place to plug in. Yeah. And like, they just need another woman in their lives to go, hey, Come with me. Like, let's right. go to Starbucks and get a cup of coffee or come sit with me in church. Yes. Because nobody likes to sit alone. No. Nobody. No. no. I still don't like to sit alone. Well, and it's, you know, I, I know we talked about this, Mary Margaret, on the last um, podcast that we had this kind of discussion. But, I mean, we I jokingly have told this to several girls that Mary Margaret did everything right as it pertains to this. <laughs> <laughs> she probably doesn't feel like it. But I just was so, like, wishy-washy. Like, mm. I just wouldn't commit like to a church community. And I just missed out on so much. I feel like just, um, you know, just the opportunity to be part of something and to really dive in and serve and, Mm -hmm. and to have that kind of like join a Bible study, like a women's Bible study. And I mean, because those groups are full of other people that are looking for what you're looking for. They're looking for community. They're looking to like grow in their relationship with the Lord. Like they're looking Mm -hmm. to have fun. Like, you know, and I don't know why that didn't seem like a solution to me at the time, but mm-hmm. I just feel like I kind of kept myself from that. I just was kind of a church pew sitter, you know, yeah. Yeah. and not really involved or connected and or committed. Yeah. And serving is a great way to get involved as mm-hmm. well, like Mary Margaret was saying. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to just to meet new people and mm-hmm. interact and to just feel like you're a part of something because yeah. it's really easy to let church to be a bystander at church and just to show up. And then and then to have that feeling when you're kind of all alone by yourself to go, nobody would miss me if I wasn't there. Yeah. And it, to, to make it easy to just not go mm-hmm. at all. And so, you know, look around and and try to find people, ask questions, but but look for those young mm-hmm. women who who may be new to your church and um, invite them to come sit with you and just yeah. to be a part of what's going on. Did you guys ever during that time, like, you know, early to mid 20s, ever think about or watch maybe your friends start to kind of like because there's so much that's going on and you're going through all these different emotions trying to figure out like who you are where you what you want to do like what has God called you to do but did you guys ever see friends who weren't connected to a church community kind of like fall away like from that like just Mm -hmm. kind of decide like oh or even just maybe on certain like things you know they just weren't it was is easier to be influenced i guess like when you're not part of that church community Mm -hmm. and so you're kind of like i don't really know what i believe you start to be kind of open to things that maybe you never were before because you're not part of a church community did y'all ever see that happen yeah and i think too alongside that just in a practical sense like when when you're out of college you no longer have the ready-made friends Mm -hmm. so church is a great place to meet friends like some of my closest friends i met at church either through like church friends, like we would have mutual friends that yeah. went to church together or like just in a small group or whatever. And they would just reach out and be like, hey, we're going to lunch today. Come with us or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's that community that kind of happens outside the church walls. That's just as important as the church, like the sermons and all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. in keeping you kind of like true to what you believe and um yeah, to hold you accountable for that kind of stuff as well. And I think it would be super easy to label this generation as just being wishy-washy when it comes to church. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, too, 
unless somebody gives them a good reason to stick and stay. Right. It's super easy to be wishy-washy. And I think we've all been there to some degree of going, I just don't, maybe this isn't a right fit. And I, I talked about that. I remember there was a girl that like Mickey and I were both in community group with that. Like we realized had just been church hopping all over Nashville. And you know, just that syndrome that's super easy to have where you're just going to to try to meet a need to try to meet a guy to try to you know find some friends and when you, you maybe you're there for six months and then you don't find what you're looking for so you go somewhere else and it still doesn't meet all the needs you're looking for so you go somewhere else and it's really easy to do that but the more that you can just find somewhere to plug in and decide you're going to be a part of the body of Christ it makes a huge difference yeah for sure yes so learn from us and plug in plug into a plug church. in yes all right thing two saying yes when it comes to friendship. So I had to do this a little bit moving back home. Not a lot of my college friends moved back to Nashville Mm -hmm. or to Nashville after college. And so uh, anytime I would get invited to do anything for a good while, I just said yes. Even if I was like, I don't really enjoy doing this activity. Like it wasn't anything like wrong or bad, but just like I would rather like go see a movie than hike or I would rather go kayaking than do this. But I was just like, well, I need to say yes for at least for a little while until mm-hmm. you establish yourself. You don't have to always say yes to everything, but in order to kind of get get the friendships and have grow those close relationships, I feel like it's important to say yes for a while. I agree. Yeah, totally. And I I think we talked about this before, Mary Margaret, but you know, I think some of that is just inviting people on friend dates. Like yeah. it's just being like you meet someone that you you know, seem to hit it off with. And mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds so funny because it's really not that different than dating. Right. But um, but to just be the initiator and it's super uncomfortable sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, but one of my closest friends, that's how we became friends. Same I, here. Yeah. yeah, I saw her and like thought, you know, and I had heard about her from other people. And finally, I just was like, hey, would you want to hang out and like go see a movie or something? And we went and saw a movie and and ate dinner together. And we have just been the dearest of friends since. And I'm just so glad that I you know, one that I initiated, but two that she did what you said, Elizabeth, and she said, yes, Yeah, you know, and I mean, that just, it's just, you're like one, like invitation away from a lifelong friendship. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I think too, this is where you have the opportunity to like, to really stick it out at the same time too, because it's super easy to go, well, maybe like, let me think about that or Mm -hmm. I'll get back to you. And I'm, I have to make sure that I follow up on mm-hmm. things and like put it on my calendar yes. and show up because like there was a girl who moved here not too long ago that I knew in high school that reached out to me and said, Hey, I'd love to get together. Well, she bailed on me twice. Mm, yeah. And after the second time I was like, well, um, I'm not going to schedule something with you again. <laughs> yeah. Do you think she listens to this podcast? <laughs> I, I don't know. And if you do, I'll still love to hang out with you, but like you bailed on me twice. So, but like third yeah. time maybe is the term. Right. Yes. So, which is why you do have to kind of say yes for a while, yeah, if commit. at all possible, just so that you can, you can establish a friendship before your, uh, you know, things come up, but yeah. Yeah. Yes. But just be a grown up, put stuff on your calendar mm-hmm. and commit. Yeah. Yes. And flaky is not pretty. No. no, it's not. It's not a pretty thing to do. <laughs> like it's it not doesn't. Cool yes, it doesn't make you attractive to be like, oh, no. you know, oh, like yeah, maybe waiting for cooler people or cooler plans to come along. Yeah. And that's, that's something terrible. I wish that I had known in that because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes it's like, oh, I don't really want to do that, you know. And so you're kind of. But now it's like if I tell you I'm going to do something, 
Like I'm, I'm unless I, I'm like yes, and, sick, and I have to be really intentional about that, about not saying. And now there's probably friends that are going to listen to this and be like, "Well, she bailed on me last week." <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, but we, for the most part, you just want to be the friend that shows up. Oh yeah. yeah. And I've heard people say before, it's like the ministry of presence, mm-hmm. and sometimes you have to show up and say yes to a friend for something that you don't really want to do that's yeah. not really your idea of fun but that friend needs you and so you just and then maybe they'll up. return the favor too to- totally you want to do something or need to do something that they don't want to do yep yeah and i mean we all know our friends like in our friend group the one who's going to show up versus the one that probably won't yeah. will cancel at the last minute oh yeah and so you're like well i need a backup for yeah. this person don't be that girl yeah yes. don't be that girl Mm-mm. yes i'll probably show up 20 minutes late but i <laughs> <laughs> But at least we know that about you. Yeah. Yeah. We know that. It's like Mary Margaret can be like, hey, you guys come over at six o'clock tonight. And she knows I'm going to show up at 630. Yeah. So. so do not have the food yeah. ready. That's a different kind of flakiness. And I'm working on it. <laughs> you are working on it. I can tell. I have way to go. Thank you. Thank yes. you. 30 looks good on you. <laughs> I'm, I'm maturing yes. finally. <laughs> okay. So thing three. And this is one of those things that my mom used to remind me of all the time. You're never going to be this age again. Like you've got yeah. one shot. You got one shot to be 22, one shot to be 23, you know, so on and so forth. But like, this is like, this is your chance to like, enjoy the present of where you are right now and to, mm-hmm. to take advantage of opportunities that are before you, um, you know, and, and to just be intentional with what you've got. And like, I'll never forget um, when I was working at a church, I was 24, I think almost 25. Mm-hmm. And um, I was a girls minister on staff at a church and two of my friends were going on this backpacking trip to Europe. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I wish I could go. They were going for a month and they just were in positions where they could while yeah. I'm sitting here with my full-time job at a church going, there's no way I could ever do something like right. that. Well, their dad happened to be my boss and he was in my office one day and we were chatting and I just said, Oh gosh, I'm just so jealous of this trip. Like they're going to have such a blast. And he goes, why don't you go with them? Like, I'll give you if you if you want to take two weeks off and like just not get paid for those two weeks, like mm-hmm. I'll give you the time so it doesn't eat up all your vacation. But why don't you go? That's amazing. And and I just looked at him. I said, are you serious? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to ask again because he may yeah. change his mind. <laughs> and so like, yeah, I wow. bought my plane ticket and I went to Europe for two weeks with my friends because somebody gave me the opportunity. And I could have said, like, I can't afford this. I can't do this. But I just made it happen, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm like, I don't want to miss out on this, you know, that like. I can do right now. Right. And so whatever, that doesn't have to be a trip to Europe. Yeah. But at the same time too, like you're never going to be this age again to have the opportunities to to meet people, to connect, to build relationships, to enjoy the stage of your life. Like, cause I look now at like girls that are going off to college going, I, ne- I never get to go off to college again. Yeah. Right. I did that. Yep. Well, and I think too, kind of a little bit of the opposite side of that same coin is not to put so much pressure on yourself to make every moment like this Instagram or like mm-hmm. yes. backpacking across Europe. That's yeah. awesome that you got that opportunity. <laughs> it was pre-Instagram. We yeah, just had yeah, yeah. regular pictures. Right. Well, I um, because I was unemployed for a while after college. I graduated right when the economy crashed, which was super fun. And um, so I didn't have like a job. So I didn't have an income. I had yeah. all the time in the world. So mm-hmm. I could have like gone to Europe, and but I didn't have any money. And so instead of like taking the opportunity to go on trips or whatever a few times I managed to like volunteer at places yeah. like I, I was not a perfect a steward of my time during my 20s but like there were opportunities where I just said hey I have all day free for the next three days because all I'm doing is applying for jobs so I can come and work this event for this um, organization that I love like this nonprofit that I yeah. love and not many people have that 
availability during the day, but I did. And so just doing things like that and like helping out friends and family that needed like I um, I say I babysat this woman, but she was like in her 90s. So I just basically <laughs> stayed with her one weekend so that her normal caregiver could go um, on a family vacation or something. But I just had the opportunity to do to do things like that. And I think that's also something to take advantage of as well as like the big epic things that, you know, because you'll never you'll probably never have your days free again yeah. if you're an employee or whatever. You don't have that much time. They Somebody said you will never be uh, have as much free time as you do right now, like ever in your life. Basically, it was just like you'll continue to get busier and busier. Yeah. Maybe retirement. But like as far as, you know, like in, in college, I remember thinking, I'm so busy. There's no way I can get all this stuff done. Mm-hmm. And then now it's crazy. So I just think. Take advantage of your time as well as your resources and opportunities. Yeah. 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 I think that, I mean, really, it's like I look back at, you know, that season of my life and so much of that, you're, you know, it's like, you know, okay, wow, like this is um, just a really powerful time for me to like grow, for me to make friends, to have experiences. But then you're also kind of like spending some of your time wasting in comparison. Oh, yeah. Yes. At least for me, mm-hmm. like where I'm looking and I'm looking, I mean, Mary Margaret, I would have been totally jealous of you backpacking. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would have been like, you know? I'm wasting my life. Right. I'm over here volunteering. <laughs> so I probably gave a terrible <laughs> no, no. Well, no, I, but I, no, mean, but that's I think that's real, important to you. That's totally realistic that there are some people who are going to be going and having some of these experiences during this time that you may not be able to have. Yeah. Right. And that's okay. I mean, because I'm li- listening to that. And yes, going backpacking in Europe was I'm sure incredible. It was but pretty I'm, much the dream. Pretty, <laughs> yes, pretty much the dream. But then I also listened to Elizabeth talking about like the service and like the things that you were able to do for other people during that time. I'm like, man, I didn't do any of that. Like, I mean, you got, you know, like, I I'm mean, just, to be clear, I wasted a lot of time, <laughs> but that, those are a few opportunities that I had. But I think it's, I just think that it's neat because it's like, God just has us in different places. Oh, and yeah. Mary Margaret's mom, um, as you can tell, we're good friends, but her mom says something that I think is so funny. And it's like now a phrase that I use all the time, but it's just paddle your own canoe. And it, and it just makes me laugh every time. But it's so true. Just paddle your own canoe. Like, don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Oh, yeah. And like, do like whatever opportunities are coming to you, like do them and do them well. Like what we said, show up, like mm-hmm. get involved, say yes. Take a meal. Yeah. Take a meal, initiate, like do all of those things. But like, don't spend your time, like, wasting in, in – although, you know, we established in the beginning that we didn't have Instagram um, necessarily <laughs> at the beginning of, of our 20s. But there were other ways to waste time and to compare yes. yourself to others. Oh, totally. Yeah. That, that's just been going on since the beginning yes. of time. <laughs> but just, you know, don't waste time wishing that you were having somebody else's experiences. Oh, like, yeah. have your yeah. own. Yeah. All right. All right. Thing four. Okay. This is the one that is near and dear to my heart. Um, you <laughs> are not the only one who doesn't know what they're doing. Amen. I needed to hear that. I needed to have that like plastered on my ceiling probably. Um, because I think even if we hear that, we think, okay, sure. I'm maybe not the only one, but like, I don't, I said this actually to my mom many times. I was like, I know I'm not the only one experiencing this, but I don't know anyone else that is. Mm. And so, cause I was unemployed. I was living at home with my parents and, um, it was just a hard season. <laughs> and so just to say, like, I, I know that other people are doing this, but I don't know anyone else that's doing this. But just know that no one really I've not yet, I've yet to talk to someone who is like, 
I know exactly my five-year plan and this is and that's all going according to my plan like oh, yeah. ever since you know I was born everything's going exactly how I thought it would I don't know anybody that thinks that way no but um you're not the only one that hasn't figured it out and so you can be you can be okay it'll be okay yeah and Mickey, like, what would you say? Because I know you mentioned something earlier about like kind of the flip of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I cannot say, oh, yes, I knew exactly what I want to do with the rest of my life because I'm in a in a job and career and everything looks really different than what I thought. Right. But I was a little bit different in that right when I graduated from college, I had an internship that was sort of like my dream <laughs> internship, honestly. Yeah. And I ended up coming to Lifeway. I've been here now eight years. And that is super like unique for yeah. a millennial. Yeah. I mean, and I and I understand that. But like, I knew a lot of people like you because yeah. that's where I was like, I don't know anyone else like me. Yeah. I knew all the people that were like you. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, in some ways, like I would kind of kind of going back to what I said a second ago about paddling your own canoe. I mean, you know, there was a part of me that would look at friends and say, you know, should I be like them? Like, should I be kind of like having a new experience and leaving this company and going to another one or, you know, kind of having all these different like adventures, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, but here I was kind of like, I, I kept finding myself like in this career. It was yeah. like, yeah. wow, I just didn't think that. But, um, but you know, I, I did what I did know during that time is that I just really wanted to serve. And I felt that I had a call to ministry. And so, um, you know, I, that was the only thing that I kind of hung my hat on. I didn't know what that was going to manifest itself mm-hmm. into. Um, but I think for those of you that maybe do have an idea you're like I've dreamt of being a teacher my whole life and Mm -hmm. you know that's okay like it's okay if you do know Mm -hmm. that this is the thing that God's called you to do um just paddle your own canoe yes (laughs) and I think too if you're past this age uh and you are kind of on the other side of like oh I can look back now and see like the path that God has led me on encourage someone that is 22 or around that age um because they are dealing with this either one side or the other and just try to help them to know just I mean speak encouragement into their lives I feel like because I think that's something that we all experience it but then we kind of forget about it and Mm -hmm. don't remember what it was like to just be like I have no idea what's going on or my life doesn't look like anyone else's around me and I don't know how to be faithful in this calling Mm -hmm. that I've found and we all need somebody in our lives that can remind us that what we're dealing with and walking through is normal. Right. And that like, you're not the only one. Yeah. And that's why it's so important for us to have women who are older and younger than us in our lives all the time, because they know, like we can tell the ones that are behind us, like, it's okay. Like I was talking Mm -hmm. to a girl yesterday who's about to get married. And I just said, if you just ever need to like run something by somebody who's just a little bit ahead of you, like to go, is this normal? I said, because like, I have to do that all the time. Like, and just go, is what he's doing normal? Like, is this weird thing that men do normal? (laughs) Like, you know, just this, like he, I I won't go into it, but like, cause (laughs) I don't want to embarrass Jonathan, but like, but on just like a note of like, you know, he's like, I vacuumed. And I'm like, that's awesome. But <laughs> like, I, there's a lot of other things that had to happen right. around the house too, you know? And I think it's like, it's very normal. Like, yeah. and I, but I needed to hear that. Right. And so like, they just need to hear that what they're experiencing, how they're feeling is very normal. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you can be somebody who can speak that truth into their lives. Yes. So. And I know Mary Margaret and I said this on the last podcast, because it's been the thing that I have said to so many girls in this age group is that there is life after college. There's life yes. after all of mm-hmm. that, that, um, yeah, you know, I feel like everybody's like, this was the greatest time of your life. Yes. Enjoy it. And then I was like, well, 
oh man, like, is it? If, <laughs> yeah. that, if that was the pinnacle, I knew yeah. I was in trouble. Oh, exactly, I mean, exactly. I loved college, but I have loved this part of my life yes. so much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys? Yes. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. So be encouraged. Okay, number five. This is a crucial one. Girls, the internet is permanent. Sure is. It it really is. You can find things in the Google cache yeah. that uh, you deleted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all your tweets are being archived in the Library of Congress. Really? Yeah. Yes. And well, people, like, and we all have been in meetings where, like, people are getting hired. And, like, they're like, hey, go look at their Instagram. Oh, yeah. Go look at their Twitter. Yeah. Go look at their Facebook feed. Employers look at that Employers stuff. look. It's not going to go away. Yeah. No. Like, even Snapchat can say it disappears it's somewhere. Yeah. Someone has screenshot that thing. Yeah. Even yes. or Snapchat stores it in the cloud or something. I don't I don't know how that works. Well, and I'd like to add not only do employers look at your social media, but also like a future spouse. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Because I totally stalked my husband before we met. Same. I pretty much knew everything about him before. I don't I didn't even know his last <laughs> name, but I, I knew he had said on his profile where he worked and I found him. You all have that one friend that can find someone based on oh, yeah. very little information. Yes. And, mm-hmm. And especially yeah. in this day and age where like both Mary Margaret and I both met our husbands online. And so it was like, you know, that's yeah. just that's just the culture that we're in now. For yeah. sure. Being able to research people and come on, you guys know you all stock yes. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We've all done it. But yeah, the internet is permanent. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. And I think I think Mickey, you wrote this note on here on our little show note thing. Um, but does your digital self match your real self? And I think that's and you have ask a trusted friend. And that is I have a friend that I I have given her permission to be like, hey, uh, if there's anything on here that doesn't match, tell me and I will change it. And, you know, the Internet is permanent, but you still can edit a lot of things. So, you know, you just want to make sure that what you're presenting online to be you is really the way that you are in real life. And a trusted friend is the best place to find out like is this really mm-hmm. showing other people who I am is this a good indication yeah, yeah. and this does it representative yeah does it give and, and like does it like on, honor Christ well too and honor yourself mm-hmm. so, yeah good questions to ask okay so thing number six gosh this is one that like I'm still having to learn stop apologizing for everything like and even somebody in like a meeting last week called me out on like I was I tend to preface things, which doesn't feel so much like an apology, but I tend to give a preface of going, well, maybe this is a bad idea. But or I don't know if this is the right time to say this, but and and it, one of the guys on my team looked at me and said, Mary Margaret, you have a seat at the table, like say say what you want to say. Hmm. And I was like, oh, shoot, like even like this is a lesson I'm still learning, but I wish I would have learned it sooner. And I'm glad he called me out because I've been really conscious of it ever since, not self-conscious, but just conscious of it. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to go, how can I take advantage in a healthy way of the position that the Lord has given me and the voice that he's given me to be a representative of, of the people that, that he's called me to minister to, you know, right here, right now, without apologizing for what it is for doing my job or Mm -hmm. for being myself. And so many of us, even with our friends, we just apologize for everything. I'm sorry. Like I didn't mean to, like I I have a friend who will text me and I love you. I hope you're listening, but I love you. Like she will apologize to me. Like almost after every conversation we have, she'll text me. I'm like, I'm really sorry that I said that. I'm like, I didn't take offense to it. Like nothing hurt my feelings. I'm like, you have no need to apologize to me. Like we don't need to apologize about everything all the time. Just Mm -hmm. be who you are. And this is a, a struggle for me. Like anybody who knows me <laughs> knows that I tend to apologize too much. But a friend of mine gave me really good advice that I'll mm-hmm. pass along that I have tried to implement, but 
it's still something that I'm working on, um, is when you feel like apologizing to someone, instead think to thank them. Because mm-hmm. what you're really, not that you want to just be like, thank you, thank you, thank you all the time. But yeah. but really what you're trying to say a lot of times when you're apologizing of, I'm so sorry, like I'm late. It's thank you so much for waiting. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, I'm so sorry that I said that. It's thank you so much for understanding that I needed to get that off my chest. Yeah. Like yeah. really it's turning that feeling of wanting to apologize into thanking. And so shout out to my friend, you know who you are, um, <laughs> who says that to me because she's always like, make you apologize too much. That's good. And that's I just think that's idea. a really good, and it, I've found it to be very true that that's really what you're looking yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah, Perfect. Like that. All right, Elizabeth, will you round us out with number seven? Okay. Our final one is rejoice with those who are rejoicing. This is from scripture, and um, it's one of the hardest lessons that I am still learning. Um, and it's the verse is like, weep with those who are weeping and rejoice with those who are rejoicing. And I always thought, oh, the rejoicing part's easy. Like, of course, when somebody's happy, we're all happy. But then you see somebody getting the things that you want and pray for, like a job or a husband or kids or whatever, fill in or the blank. a date. A date, Yeah. Yeah, fill in the blank. And it's hard to rejoice when somebody is getting the answers to your prayers. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's something that I'm still learning and still growing in. But it was especially true right out of college, um, just because there are a ton of things that I was praying for. I mean, I'm still praying for a lot of things, but like there were a lot of things that I was like, I want these things. This is what I want and I'm asking God for. And then I would see everybody else get it. And it's the comparison thing we've been talking about this whole time. Oh, yeah. And so it's something that I had to actively start thinking about, kind of like the thing you were saying with thankfulness versus apologizing. It was almost like I had to start literally when I would see something, someone getting what I wanted, thanking God for them getting it. Yeah. And it was like an active thing that I had to do. And I didn't feel thankful. I didn't feel like talking mm-hmm. to God and thanking them that they got or thanking him that, you know, they got what I wanted. But to just kind of almost like retraining my brain. And I mean, it's still a struggle. Don't hear that it's not. Like yeah. now I'm like, oh, yay, everyone's getting all the fun things and I'm still waiting on them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's still a struggle. But I think it was something that God just reminds me every time I start to kind of be like, well, why do they get this? And I can't believe, you know, she got this thing mm-hmm. and I didn't get this and I'm still waiting on this and I'm better than her to be like, no, 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 no. Rejoice with those who are rejoicing. And it's more than just saying, oh, I'm so happy for you. It's like celebrating. Like I've gone to friends' houses when they sign their book deal mm-hmm. and I'm like, I would love to have a book deal. But it's important that I celebrate your book deal because God has given that to you right now. And maybe I will get one one day or maybe I won't, but that's not what he has for me right now. What he has for me right now is to be a good friend and to love you and to love you is to rejoice with Mm -hmm. this happening. I think that's so good. And I think it's important to realize too, that sometimes you're the one that somebody else is having to rejoice over you. Yeah. And so you, it's like, do you want your friends to be like coveting what you have? Right. Or do you want them to be rejoicing with you? Because it's easier to look and be like, oh, well, this person has a book deal. This person oh, yeah. just yeah. bought or this. all those wedding showers you go to. Right. All those wedding showers, yeah. baby showers. But then there are times where you can realize like there might be a friend who's looking at Mickey or Elizabeth or Mary Margaret and saying like, oh, I wish that I could do that. And I think we don't we forget that sometimes, you know, but there are people that are looking at our life and there might be experiences and things that we've been able to have. And so we have to handle that appropriately. Right. Yeah. Right. And to be mindful of the people around us that 
are desiring a husband, are desiring yeah. children that maybe like God hasn't, you know, fulfilled that um, yeah. for them. Sometimes you're point. weeping with one friend while rejoicing with another. And yeah. that's really hard to balance out. And mm-hmm. I mean, but it's something that we have to do if it we're is. loving our neighbors. Yeah. And it's never going to stop. Like no. the rest of our lives, mm-hmm. we're yeah. going to be in that place where there's something that somebody else is experiencing that maybe we wish that we were. Even if right. it's like, I remember my parents for a long time, it was like, we want to be grandparents. Yeah. You yeah. know? <laughs> and so it's like, you know, we think that that stops, but it doesn't. It no. just will no. continue on and on. Right. Absolutely. This, this has been so good today and just fun to think back, but also yeah. just to go, hey, you know, if you are a younger woman listening today, I hope that you hear that, that the Lord has such great plans in store for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just continue to fix your eyes on him, to focus on him and to, just to keep in mind that like things don't always turn out like we thought they were going to look. But if you are following him and walking with him, um, that he has your best interest at heart. And, um, and, and he is faithful through the whole yes, thing. Yes. And he's not surprised by anything no. that happens by the timing of it, by the way that it happens. The Lord is never caught off guard. Sometimes we are. And yes. so, you know, whoever maybe passed this episode along to you, ask them out to go to coffee, mm-hmm. you know, or if you are handing this to somebody else, say, Hey, let's, let's talk about this afterwards. But we hope that this today would be a conversation starter for you. One, one direction or the other. And just a reminder that we all need other women in our lives just to, to encourage us, mm-hmm. um, to mentor us, to disciple us, to be a part of what we're doing. And so um, if you are a part of that younger group, like we talked about at the top of the episode, we want to encourage you to come to the empowered event that's here in Nashville in March. Um, and like we said, you can go to LifeWide com slash empowered. Um, that'll have all the details, um, but that's a great opportunity to, to just to hear from some wise women, but yeah. also to get to connect with some other peers who can go, I've been there too. I totally right. get it. You're not alone. Yes. And so we hope that you'll come for that. Um, we would love to see you here in Nashville. We'd love to meet some of you in person. And um, and so today, as you're listening, um, I hope that maybe you'll consider going to iTunes and leaving us a rating and review because that just makes yeah. it easier for other people to find the podcast. And so if you haven't done that yet, we would really appreciate it. And we will see you next time on the Mark Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mary Margaret C and at ED Heinemann. Use the hashtag Mark Podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifewaywomen.com forward slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the show. We'll see you next time.